Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. Hey, everyone. How's it going, Randy? It's going all right. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Got some uh, Star Trek Discovery news. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, we're recording this on November 9th, and uh, today it was announced that the second half, I guess, chapter two of season one of Star Trek Discovery will return, or I guess premiere, the mid-season premiere uh, will be on January 7th of 2018. Oh, not too far away. No, not too far away. I mean, we're going to be, what, wrapping up um, season one, chapter one, uh, on the 12th of November. Um, so then I can Sunday. cancel my CBS All Access and then right, right. start it up again when the second yeah, chapter. Yeah, so, so there's going to be, you know, about a, about a um, uh, month, uh, about two month gap in between uh, where they'll just see uh, subscriber numbers plummet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was the news. Um, as part of that, apparently, um, I'm, you know, I'm definitely not uh, someone who's, usually into spoilers, but apparently uh, some of the headlines today were that uh, CBS uh, kind of spilled the beans a bit on a um, bit of the, the cliffhanger for the mid-season finale uh, that will be our, our next episode. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know any more than that, except that it, it could be that CBS sort of, uh, sort of gave away some big uh, plot twist. Yeah, we're trying to stay away from that sort of thing. You had texted me earlier today telling me that there were spoilers out <laughs> out in the wild and uh, Yeah, that's yeah, that's I said out in the wild. Uh yeah. Uh they're they're like a the on the planet Pavo. Is that what it's called? Yeah. We're going to talk about uh yeah, they they came upon some spoilers and and it was bad news. So I I warned you. Yeah, I've been uh, trying to avoid everything uh, Star Trek Discovery until uh, Sunday when the Yeah. The so hopefully end of chapter one, a couple, couple more days. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the penultimate chapter, the penultimate episode of chapter one. Sure. Uh, Sounds great. Star Trek discovery season one, episode eight. See with Peckham Parabellum. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want Which peace, means? prepare for war. Uh, that's, we're going to see how that fits into the theme of this episode and the events of this episode. Uh, so the episode once again begins with the opening credits instead of a pre-credit scene, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I don't know. It's so weird to me. I'm used to the, uh, standard five act formula of a Star Trek episode. Yeah, me too. And instead, uh, this episode and the previous episode, we've just gotten a previously on. The episode begins, uh, the Discovery jumps in to save the USS Gagarin from some Klingon ships, but unfortunately, they're not able to save the Gagarin, Mm -hmm. and so uh, Discovery jumps away using Uh the spore drive. Uh, These jumps using the spore drive seem to be taking their toll on Stamets. Uh, Stamets is no longer a hippy-dippy guy. He's kind of back to his old grumpy self. Yeah, it's like, uh, to use kind of some hippie lingo, they're kind of harshing his mellow. Yeah. And, and it was pretty obvious um, that, that something was wrong, because, you know, he, the past couple of episodes, at least, we've seen him be sort of like, just totally blissed out, dude, after these jumps. And, and this time, something's off. And, and I'm wondering if this is going to tie back into the, you know, the mirror Stamets. I mean, we haven't seen any more of him. Um but there's, you know, they're taking their toll. 
Uh, Starfleet Command tells Lorca that Cole is sharing cloaking technology with any Klingon house that swears loyalty to him. Uh, meanwhile, Burnham, Saru, and Tyler are on a planet called Pavo. Uh, they're trying to use the electromagnetic signal from the planet as a sort of sonar to detect the Klingon cloaked ships. Uh, they encounter a seemingly intelligent glowing mist. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Cole's ship, we see Laurel. Uh, she has a nasty scar on her face uh, after the events of Choose Your Pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's trying to curry favor with Cole by offering her services as an interrogator, uh, specifically an interrogator of Admiral Cornwell. Uh, but it turns out Laurel actually wants to have a conversation with the Admiral. Right, right. There's like this whole... Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to beat you up or I'm going to torture you or whatever. And then she tells her to scream. And Cornwall uh, does this. uh, It doesn't really sound like she's screaming in agony from being tortured. It sounds more like she's trying to be like a Klingon or something. Yeah, they're just yelling at each other. They're just yelling. Yeah. She says, oh, that, that was a pretty good yell. That's a good compliment coming from a Klingon, I guess. Uh, back on Pavo, Saru attempts to communicate with the mist. Uh, Burnham tells Tyler that they are beyond the general order one stage and have moved mm-hmm. into first contact territory. Uh, late, back. later, uh, Burnham and Tyler kiss. Yeah. So even though the events or most of the events of, uh, the last episode, I guess, were erased by the time loop. Um, and, and they, I guess we were expected, we expected that they would have forgotten about this. It looks like their attraction towards one another was, uh, kind of transcended all that. Yeah. Uh, they definitely have some sort of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting that, well, I mean, okay, granted, Burnham doesn't have a higher rank, but, the first officer and the chief of security are both on this away mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think that they might not want to send such high level officers, but right. They might just want to send Burnham and, uh, Tyler. Yeah. Not, not Saru, but yeah, I think, uh, well, I mean, for story reasons, I guess, uh, Saru has to be there, right? Yeah, it's just the thing in Star Trek, right? Like these high ranking <laughs> officers are always going on away missions that seem very dangerous. Why is the why is the captain? <laughs> At least it wasn't it wasn't Lorca, I guess. I don't know. Uh on Discovery in the mess hall, Tilly confronts Stamets uh because he's gone back to being a jerk and he reveals <laughs> that uh he can sometimes think clearly and sometimes his thoughts get jumbled. Huh. Uh the spore drive clearly taking its toll. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on Cole's ship, uh, Laurel tells Cornwall that uh, she wants to defect. Sure, she does. I mean, Laurel doesn't like Cole, so yeah. But do do you think this is really just you know some manipulation on her part? Like, yeah, I know, mean, she, we, she wants to get on board the Discovery. We already know that Laurel has some sort of plan with Vok, who we haven't seen in a while. Um, yes. So, you know, Laurel ha- obviously has some other plan. She's not defecting to defect. She's she's defecting for some other reason, but it's all in service of getting rid of Cole. 
Right. I, I mean, there's clearly multiple layers here. There's there's multiple things at play, and, and you know they're trying to do a bit of that. You know, inner interweaving of of um, uh, stories and and intentions and all that. Uh, on Pavo, Saru has communicated with the Mist, and it turns out uh, the Mist is the planet. Uh, Pavo is like Mogo, the living planet from Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of in- interconnected. I was also, for some weird reason, getting like this Avatar vibe. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, did, it did feel like, uh, what's up, place in Avatar? No, uh, uh, Pandora. Pandora. Yeah, yeah, it felt like Pandora. I almost said Navi, and I think those are the aliens <laughs> from, from Avatar. Uh, surprise, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, at night, uh, Saru can't sleep. Uh, the mist surrounds him, and in the morning, he seems happy and well-rested. Uh, mm-hmm. He tells Burnham and Tyler that he has contacted Discovery, and then he proceeds to destroy Burnham and Tyler's communicators. Yeah, uh, that took a turn. <laughs> uh, the Pavans want them to stay on the planet, Saru tells them. Mm-hmm. Or do they? Is this, this is just him. Uh, Tyler takes charge and decides to continue the mission, despite... Uh, despite Burnham's insistence that they follow Starfleet protocol. Uh, back on the Klingon ship, Laurel plans on destroying the ship with Cole in it when she and Cornwell are cut by Cole. Uh, and then Laurel seemingly kills the Admiral. She's got to keep yeah. her cover. Doesn't look good. Uh, I don't think the Admiral's dead. <laughs> no, I think she's uh, she's probably knocked out. Uh, on Pavo, Tyler tries to distract Saru while Burnham travels to the crystalline emitter so that she can contact Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Laurel finds her Cleon friends dead, uh, killed by Cole, and she swears to get revenge. That's pretty gruesome, Discovery. Uh, it's this show is pretty has some pretty gory moments. There is a pile of of Klingon corpses. Some of them are not whole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, on Pavo, Saru catches up with Burnham and tries to destroy the transmitting device, and uh, Burnham uh, manages to stun Saru. Uh, the Pavans bring Tyler to the where everyone else is. Uh, it turns out that Saru was trying to protect the Pavans from harm, but Burnham convinces them to help because she knows that they are peacekeepers, and the Pavans. Uh, Modify the emitter so that the uh, so that Discovery can be contacted, and the way team is beamed aboard Discovery. So was um, uh, was Burnham using uh, Susmana, the <laughs> <laughs> the Vulcan martial art there, or I think she was just just kind of brawling with him. Yeah, it was he, uh, just an all out street fight. It was pretty cool to see him doing his whole you know prey thing with the the super fast running. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of creepy too. Yeah, he's just so lanky and and uh, inhuman in appearance. Uh, back on Discovery, Saru is ashamed of his actions, but he explains to Burnham that he acted as he did because he was finally able to find inner peace and freedom from fear on Pavo. Mm-hmm. So playing off of that, his whole, you know, uh, as as his species is, you know, perpetually the prey of another species, he's basically lived he what is it he's he hasn't like basically lived one day or one moment in his life without fear and i think he was just kind of addicted to that feeling of not being afraid yeah in a way uh on the klingon ship 
Laurel swears fealty, but Cole reveals that he knows that she's lying. Uh, Laurel is taken away, and Cole gets a message. It's an invitation to visit Pavo. Mm. Uh, on Discovery, the crew detects two signals from Pavo, one for Starfleet and one for the Klingons. Uh, Discovery detects that the ship of the dead, Cole's ship, mm-hmm. uh, formerly Tecumna's ship, mm-hmm. uh, the ship of the dead is arriving, and Burnham tells Lorca that they are the only protection that the Pavans have to be continued. Yeah. So the I guess we were to, to take from that that the Pavans, I guess, want peace? Yeah, they're uh, all they about don't being, know the Klingons aren't the most peaceful people. They're, they're peacekeepers, uh, mm-hmm. and they want to end the war, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, as noted by several people, this is very much like the original uh, series episode, Errand of Mercy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely got that, too. Um, yeah, I... I uh, uh, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. It was felt very Star Trek because mm-hmm. it was like a classic Star Trek episode. Yeah. Was this the first Discovery Away mission that we've seen? I mean, obviously, people have left ships for reasons. You know, Burnham left to go to the, you know, the, what turned out to be the ship of the dead. And uh, Burnham and Giorgio were down on that planet. So I guess technically that was an away mission, but that was but, on uh, that was for the Shenzo, not the, yeah. Not so this is Discovery. this is sort of their first, you know, with our I, what we assume are our regular cast, uh, mm-hmm. their their first time going to a planet on a mission. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting to see a new alien race uh, introduced um, for Discovery uh, with the Pavans. Um, yeah, you know, I uh I liked it I liked it as well. Um, you know, I'm it, it did feel, you know, very much like, you know, it wasn't a standalone episode. Uh, you know, it was it was definitely setting things up for the mid-season finale uh that we're going to have next week. Um I'm, you know, I continue to be, you know, really unsure about uh, certain things, you know, I'm, you know, I have my, my, if for, for those of you that have listened, uh, to previous episodes of Trek Trek, uh, you'll have heard my crazy, you know, conspiracy theory about Ash Tyler. Um, you know, I'm, I continue to wonder about him, his intentions, his true identity. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, if he is somehow, uh, if he's, if he's something, if he's a Klingon spy, okay. If he's someone who's turned, you know, he's a sleeper agent, whatever. Uh, but if he, if he is really a Vok in disguise, uh, you know, he knows an awful lot about Earth and humans. Uh, so could it be that he's almost sort of like a, uh, you know, he's, he has a Vok's essence, you know, riding shotgun somehow. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to find out. It's like uh, the, I uh, don't want to see spoilers. It's like the Cleon version of the Catra. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, maybe we're going to find out something, uh, something new about Klingon, uh, Klingon lore, I guess. Maybe. Or maybe it's, it's, you know, like we've said, it's, or like you've said rather, that it's all a misdirection. It's a lot of red herrings. And Vok will pop out. I mean, Vok has Surprise. to appear, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like this episode. I didn't like it as much as the previous episode. Mm hmm. Um, I, I just don't care about Saru that much. And this episode hasn't made me care about him. 
So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of of two minds there. On the one hand, I do like, you know, I love Doug Jones, the actor. Um, I think he's cool. He's a cool new character design. Um, and I like his sarcasm. I like, you know, when he does like the sarcasm thing, he, you know, I kind of, you know, it makes me laugh, but he, he is kind of a downer. Yes. (laughs) He's really, so far he's all about his living in fear thing and, I'm not really sure what that brings. Yeah. So the, when they had the preview for this episode and they showed it was so sorry centric, I was hoping we'd learn more about his backstory uh, Mm -hmm. or just something to make him a more sympathetic character. And not really. He's still a, he was actually more of a jerk in this one because he was trying to force uh, Burnham and Tyler to stay on Pavo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, there, there could very well be, you know, a, a good payoff for, for, um, you know, down the road or maybe even sooner for kind of his, his character. But, you know, I, I almost wonder if it, it would almost just be better if he was just sort of an alien and he didn't really have this, you know, hook, you know, of being this prey who's always afraid, you know, because I honestly, I can't, I mean, maybe it's short side of me, but I can't really see you know, where that's going. And if anything, it just kind of makes him a jerk who's always kind of moody. So, <laughs> but I do, I do think that there's potential there for him. Um, I would, I just, uh, you know, I like Burnham a lot and, uh, we got to hear another one of her, uh, one of her personal logs. Um, unfortunately didn't start the show with a personal log like we suggested. Uh, but that's, that's, that's pretty great. Um, you know, I, I, I did, didn't want to forget to mention, uh, one of the real standouts of this episode that we, we, we kind of, you know, talked, you, you talked about, uh, earlier was the, uh, the opening, uh, with the battle between, um, between the Klingons and the Discovery as, uh, as they were protecting the other, uh, Starfleet ship. Um, I thought that was pretty thrilling, actually. I thought it was some good space combat, um, which is something that the series has done pretty well. So yeah, far. yeah. Um, and actually, when uh, when we saw the preview for this episode at the end of the previous one, um, and we caught a glimpse of the uh, of the ship, well, I can't remember what was it. What was it called again? The Gagarin. The Gagarin. Uh, I guess named after Yuri Gagarin, yep. the cosmonaut. Okay. Uh, I tried to freeze frame it because I thought this might have been a flashback to um, Lorca losing his ship, um, but it turned out it was a totally different ship. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was a preview. It's meant to throw you off a little bit. Sure. I mean, I think it's it's actually kind of good. You know, we're watching these previews uh, for the for the next episodes, and they and the, or for the next episode, and they we we can't totally figure out what's going to happen. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of the next episode, next one is the last one of uh, this chapter, as we mentioned at the beginning of this. Uh, next time we're going to chat about into the forest. I go. Okay. Which will air on Sunday, November 12th. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you then. All right. Looking forward to it. See you on the next episode.